Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, August 25th. S&P futures are rallying about 12 points. That's about 35 basis points. The major European indices are rallying 40 to 60 basis points. There is notable outperformance in a lot of the travel leisure names. So that echoes what we saw in the US yesterday. So hotels, airlines, um, along with a lot of retail REITs and then property REITs as well. Financials are outperforming in, in Europe also. There's no area that's dramatically suffering outright losses. Asia finished higher across the board, although there were a few pockets of red, including Hong Kong. So no real news to kind of go over this morning. The US and China finally held this phase one status update conference call. The tone was constructive. The tone always seems to be constructive on these calls. Again, this is really very much um, you know, a non-event in my view. There was no one that expected the phase one agreement to be torn up ahead of the election. Phase one agreement is still largely a marketing campaign. It is not dynamically altering the relationship between the two countries economically. China has been picking up its purchases in the last couple of weeks. It's still dramatically lagging behind its commitment targets for this year. Um, you know, remember, if you listen to the rhetoric from Trump, this is going to be a huge priority during a second term um, is revisiting the China's uh, the Chinese economic relationship. For now, though, again, no one thought that this phase one agreement would be abandoned. So the call, again, it's not really a big positive. In my view, it's really nothing. Um, but that is being cited as kind of the key reason why stocks should continue rallying. Um, other than that, there really was not a ton incremental, no real economic data this morning, no major monetary policy headlines this morning, although there's still a lot of anticipation for Powell, who was speaking Thursday morning out of uh, the virtual Jackson Hole conference. Um, you know, the Fed is very dovish. The Fed is um, about to undertake a major shift in its forward guidance in terms of this from a discrete to an average inflation target. Um, that being said, just in the very near term, these Jackson Hole speeches tend to be very academic in nature. They don't really tend to provide definitive, explicit p- pledges as far as guidance is concerned, um, as far as policy is concerned, rather. So to the extent people are looking for Powell to come up uh, this Thursday morning and explicitly say, we are doing this in September, um, you know, I think the language may be a bit more nuanced. Like I said, this tends to be more of an academic setting. A lot of the speeches and the papers are very academic in nature. Um, so just the, you know, the, the language may be um, a lot more nuanced than... Um, as far as you know, providing explicit pledges, but they still are. Again, that shift is still coming at the September meeting on the COVID front. So Trump granted, or the FDA rather, um, granted emergency use authorization for plaza treatment Sunday evening. Um, the FDA commissioner at that event made some very outlandish and very inaccurate claims about plasma treatments. He walked those back overnight. Um, you know, again, I think. The plasma treatment emergency authorization was very much a non-event. Media reports suggested the FDA was very reluctant to give that. It seems that there was some type of a political uh, component to the approval being granted. Um, There could be some benefit. The data does suggest that there is some benefit. Um, It's certainly not a silver bullet treatment. Um, And again, this doesn't necessarily cut down on transmissions. This is more for um, treating patients in a hospital setting who are already suffering from COVID. there were some comments again about how it'd be very um, inadvisable for the FDA to grant emergency use author- authorization to a vaccine. Remember that was ch- that was speculated about in the FT over the weekend that the AstraZeneca Oxford candidate could receive emergency use author- authorization before the FDA finally um, goes through all the data. Again, remains to be seen how the how, how all this plays out. 
Um, the phase three trials underway now with Moderna, Oxford, and Pfizer. Johnson Johnson is expected to launch its phase three trial um, by the end of September. Some of the data from those trials should be out theoretically before the election. Um, you know, and and if it's not out formally, I suspect that you're going to see leaks of it um, probably starting as soon as September and then into October. Um, you know, and, and then we'll have to see kind of how the FDA plays everything out. But, you know, again, in, just as the China news this morning, I don't really think it's all that meaningful and doesn't really shift the narrative. I don't think the plasma approval uh, did either uh, Sunday evening. Uh, on the company-specific earnings front, the really only major one was Palo Alto Networks last night on an absolute basis. Numbers were fine. The quarter was very strong as far as billings were well ahead of expectations. The billings guidance for the October quarter did point to a large deceleration versus the just reported July quarter. Billings were a tiny bit below expectations for the October quarter. Again, on an absolute basis, it was fine um, versus very frothy expectations for that cohort of companies, though. Mildly disappointing. So Palo Alto Networks did see some pressure last night. Um, you know, If you go back to uh, what we saw on Monday, you did see beneath the surface um, a not a rotation, but you did see outperformance in a lot of the value cyclical stocks. You saw underperformance in the growth momentum name. So Palo Alto Networks should fit in with that narrative for now. And you are seeing that price action in Europe this morning. So um, that certainly could continue in the US. We get Autodesk and Salesforce.com earnings tonight. Um, I think if both of those were similarly disappointing to Palo Alto, obviously that would help catalyze this trade further. Um, you know, I do think though, just stepping back, that either a rotation is about to unfold or the entire market is very vulnerable. I think the mindless chasing into momentum tech at this point in time um, is very, very unsustainable. And if people are as bullish as they claim fundamentally, and you know we are conquering COVID and the economy continues to recover, et cetera, et cetera, then it does make sense for these cyclical groups to really do much better than they have been, including banks, a lot of the travel leisure stocks, um, industrials, et cetera. So you know, I think either that that's going to start to happen or, or I think the entire market is, is vulnerable, like I said. Um, and to the extent you do see that rotation occur, it's at best in neutral for the S&P, just given the weighting discrepancies between those two sectors. Um, the Dow Jones changes, I just think, underscore how irrelevant that entire index has become. Um, it's just very silly that they are uh, the changes they are making that they have to kind of find stocks that have high prices, um, irrelevant of or, or irrespective of market cap, et cetera. Um, you know, if Salesforce were to split its shares tonight, that could undermine the changes it just announced yesterday as far as um, putting Salesforce in to compensate for Apple's lower stock price. Um, the Republican National Convention day one was exactly as one would expect it to be. Um, should have no effect on markets today. In terms of the calendar for Tuesday, it's really going to be all about earnings. So the big names out before the open, Best Buy, Medtronic, uh, those are the big ones. And then tonight you have uh, Autodesk, Salesforce.com, Intuit, Nordstrom's, Toll Brothers, and Urban Outfitters. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.